Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Saeed Bagheel, and this is Bagheel on Brand. If brand cannot impact your daily sales and create growth and eventual growth, that's not a brand. What you have is not a brand. I've always pushed on brand relevance. And why do I always speak about brand relevance and not just about brand strategy and so on? Well, brand strategy is a fact that, that, that's given. It's right after the business strategy that comes brand strategy. It's a fact that we have to apply. And we need to sort of personify and, uh, the brand and have a proper positioning, proper values, and so on. Key point is, what's going to make a brand relevant? Because naturally, you're going to apply the same sort of science across the board, but you're going to tweak the values between here and there. And if you look at categories, categories, the dairy category, the um, beverage category, the um, other categories, these generic categories most of brands that enter these categories are sharing almost the same values. Very distinctive difference in few of them, probably on the first and the second within the category, the first, second leadership, but the rest is just the same. That's why I've always said that the first within the category, the second within the category are brand, the third and fourth, almost the third halfway brand, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is a battle. These are commodities. The only relevance is price. And not brand. So in order for them to succeed, they would have to drive tactical approach every time. Every time, every time they need to make a sale, they have to do a, a promo. We call it tactical. Now, given the fact that the first and the second and third impact bottom line as brand within a category. Example, Marai, number one in this category. Absolutely number one in this category. Bottom line, you can't argue there. Absolutely cannot argue there. Go to um, coffee, instant coffee category. Nescafe, you can't argue there. Bottom line, impact. Relevant brand. First to create sort of the uh, instant coffee culture across let's say the Middle East and Europe, uh, probably not America. Uh, there's Folger Coffee in America, Maxwell. So it's a whole different ball game in America. And when you look at the dairy product, uh, the dairy category, the first one that sort of impacted the bottom line, uh, sort of impacted the category itself with uh, the, the uh, relevance from a UHT-based milk, which is a Tetra package, to a fresh milk as a marae. So Manai took that leadership. He became relevant. But UHT was there. So you have Halib Saudiya UHT. You have Jamjum Milk UHT. All of them have UHT. All of them have fresh milk. But the battle of the brand and the battle of the mind is Barai. Because Barai, not only that he was first on fresh milk, he applied 100% of brand science. Manai is a brand. By all means, apart from the few silly things they've been doing in the past two years, which is throwing, throwing them off from the core of their brand. Other than that, 
Malai is a brand. Will Malai remain to be a brand in the next 10 years? Well, if things continue as it is now, I doubt it. Absolutely doubt it. So, let's say you're going to create a category. So, you're going to enter into a category yourself. And you own a brand. Let's say an FMCG brand. And you, in your strategy, in your business strategy, you based it on what sort of business is FMCG, A, B, what category, what are the generic values of the category. Then you said to yourself, I'm talking, I'm giving you an experience with the day-to-day -day business happening around us right now. Then you sat with your marketing and you briefed them of the approach. Marketing developed and said, okay, we're going to have to talk to a brand agency. That's what happens today. I'm giving you what happens today. All right. I'm not giving you a different thought. What happens today? The gentleman you hired that leads marketing. And this is a mindset across the region, not only in Saudi and Egypt, but across the region. His understanding of brand is extremely basic. Absolutely basic. So A, he won't be able to extract the relevant value. B, he'll adapt the generic values. C, his, PR, his RFP to the agency who's going to develop the um, uh, brand guideline would only take from him what the category is, what the product he's offering, and he's going to stress on the word quality over and over and over and over to convince the agency that he's a quality. Five. But if these five are the base of how you develop or strategize a brand, I don't think uh, uh, even Twingam Batug will suffer. I don't think so. No one will suffer if it was as basic as this. As basic as this. But unfortunately, it's not as basic as this because we've seen the practice. Now, so after that, he gets the buy guideline. He presents the guideline. Uh, to the to 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 the to the CEO, the CEO has a very basic understanding of brand and marketing, extremely basic. I mean, he cannot even distinguish the difference between brand and marketing. Majority, okay. The CEO goes and presents to the board. The board doesn't understand anything about brand and marketing. All they know is about bottom line, the total net profit, sales, and so on, numbers. So I have a number mindset that's roaming around, that is changing, that wishes to change the course of a category, an FMCG category, whether if it's cooking oil, whether if it's dairy, whether if it's uh, coffee, whatever it is. They are aiming to do that. In other words, they're so caught up with a word called disruptive. As much as the word sounds very fancy and inspiring, applying is not easy. Absolutely. You're going to need a mindset out of the box to drive a disruptive approach. So, they decided to go. Now, the head of marketing, he's got the brand asset guideline. And he shares that with all sort of agencies, the PR agency, the advertising agency, the digital agency, whatever it is. All sort of communication agencies he has to deal with. He's sharing with them. That is the basic practice every day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not giving you something out of the box, within the box. Let's remain within the box. At this stage, 
His internal stakeholders, HR, finance, have no clue what the brand is. They don't understand what it stands for. Second stage, he launched. His sales team prior to the launch and his key accounts and regional managers were extremely busy, extremely busy establishing the market, modern trade and traditional trade. And these stakeholders still don't know what the brand is. I'm going to give you a key example. Hold on. I'll give you a key example. Then the gentleman head of marketing and his crew launched a huge campaign. And they're very much excited on Twitter and everything. Our brand, our brand, our brand, our brand. Which the term is easy to say, but understanding it is not as easy as most think it is. So, seven months down the line with all these noises, sales suddenly went up. And then the curve started going down a bit. So they decided, you know what, we need to introduce some promotions, tactical. Already, seven months down the line, you're already thinking about promotion, tactical. That means your, your brand is going to get hit hard here. Okay? So they do tactical, continuous tactical for three years. So every time they do a promo, sales happens. They don't do a promo, average things happen, but they need to run that discount price thing. Oh, constantly, constantly. It's a culture. It's a tradition. Run it. So, in three years down the line, the organization total sales versus the investment that was put in, it's just... It doesn't, it doesn't even satisfy an average mind. What was the logic behind all these investments? And why would I just get a 7 to 8% to 10% market growth in three years? Or if, that's if they're lucky. If they're absolutely lucky. Three years, maybe 7%, 8% if you go with a traditional approach. So, since you don't have relevance... In the moral, the moral of the story, if you don't have relevance in doing what you're doing every day and what everyone does, there's no way you would expect 7% or 8% or 10% or 13%. Take, for example, Kofiq by Goody, and Goody's got all the money in the world. And they have the background of FMCG. They've been in the market for so many years. Modern trade, traditional trade. Their distribution line by Samah Trade is amazing. All this great stuff. But what did they do with Kofiq? Kofiq was not a relevant brand. Absolutely not. They lived on 5% share in the beginning and then continuously declined. Absolutely declined. Almost that they, they didn't even break even. I mean, they, don't, they didn't even make money to begin with. A complete loss. That's because the repetition of the category's value, applying it to everything that you do. And having, having people that work for you, whether they're employees, consultants, or anything, they need to understand the depth of brand, not the surface of brand. This is your investment. This is your investment. So let me give you a key example of what I just said now. 
And I like to always repeat my, my examples, but because they're very much related to the story. So if we think about uh, Nahdi when they first launched back in 2011, I'm going to tell you something I, I did, and I never said it before. It's interesting. So they claimed on social media a new brand was born. I have a copy of that statement by the head of marketing. I took a screenshot, yes, and I have it. I like to collect stuff. I have it, and he cannot deny it. How was a new brand born, and now this has been there for years? It's just because you changed the logo. Even coming from a professional, saying that a new brand is, brand is born, that shows that you have no clue what brand is. What all do you respect to you? Second, I did my general audit when they first launched. They redesigned about four to five stores. They're working on the rest. And they made all the sort of noise, billboards and activation and on the Cornish Jeddah and all that stuff. I walked to one of the stores. The guy had a badge on his coat, on his pharmaceutical coat. And he has a heart, hope, and so on. I asked him, so what's this thing now? He goes, yeah, we changed the look and feel. That's all he told me. This is an ambassador. This is the ambassador right at the counter. The moment of truth. The point of sale. Mm. I said, okay, so what do you guys stand for? He goes, uh, we stand for hope. I said, so how is that? How are you going to bring hope for me? Because I told him, I'm, I'm here in this store right now. I'm going to buy. I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through the whole entire experience. Can you walk me through that hope? Because that probably will help me increase the value of my ticket that I'm buying from you. He didn't know. Absolutely didn't know. He just knew the word hope because he saw it on ads. So the ambassador in the retail at the point of sale receives the information from TV. That's a disaster on brand practice. Okay. So if the salesperson was distributing your products in modern trade and traditional trade does not understand the value of your brand, how do you expect the retailer who's hosting you to appreciate what you stand for and the value of your organization, let alone just the brand? Your organization is part of the brand. That's one. How do you expect the customer that walks in in your retail store to buy stuff from you and you don't have the basic understanding of what it is that you've just created. And he's the ambassador. He's the one that meets the customers every day, not those people sitting in the office, not your CEO, not, not the chairman board, or not the board, the chairman and not the board members. That average person that you've ignored, that's the one. In fact, let me give you something. He's got the best insight on what customer wants more than any other agency that you've paid money for. But if you're able to utilize and optimize your employees and maximize their opportunity, they'd give you twice as much. But if you corner them, they cannot be a brand ambassador. And you only corner them when the organization lacks culture. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not here just to 
sort of belittle Nahdi or Kofiq or anyone, like I've said previously. I'm giving you the best studies I've done. I'm giving you the example so I can relate, so you can relate to my, to my, to my, to my message. So you can relate to my message. I'm giving you ex real examples, real examples. I have done a Nahdi case study. I revised the Nahdi case study probably 25 times. And I was aggressive in the beginning making the case study. Some people think I do it for fun to criticize. No, in fact, my case studies contribute 17.5% of my income. Do you guys want to know how? I'll tell you how. No problem. These case studies, I present them. But bear in mind, I never consulted a Nahdi, never consulted Rabia, never consulted any of these brands. And I would never will. Anyway, because I know the problem. Lack of culture. There's no organization. It's mainly a one-man show in most cases, even if the facade looks pretty outside, inside is... Anyway, so I developed these case studies and... When I travel abroad, I give booking, I give case examples, but I charge for case examples. Like in instant, when I did Rabia, I did an aggressive study on Rabia, and I presented it to 11 different tea companies. What, do, what the do's and the don'ts? That's revenue for me. That's thinking out of the box. That's creating an opportunity for myself. So relatively, it's not that I only consult or go on stage and speak. I also develop case studies. I create content. So, if I create content, I'm not supposed to make money out of my content. No, I'm supposed to. Absolutely. That's my revenue model. I'm a time-based organization. I'm a time-based. Every minute, every second counts. And everything I contribute and needs to bring back my bottom line. So let's be rational. Let's be logic when we think about brand. And not just fly in just because there's a sentiment to a certain inspiration. And I tell you something honestly. I honestly think next time you hire a head of marketing, I think you need to hire somebody else who's going to interview this head of marketing. If it costs you... $400, $300 for the interview is worthwhile. You just don't want, to, don't want to get the wrong guy on board. Some of these marketeers didn't even work on marketing. They came from agencies, advertising agencies, and moved into marketing, head of marketing. Because the board and the CEO have no clue what marketing is. So it's easy to get somebody uh, uh, out of an agency, multinational agencies like Leo Burnett, Sachi Sachi, Gray, and all those, and put them in marketing, head of marketing. The guy has no clue what a marketing mix is doesn't understand how to develop a functional or emotional value or uh, address the benefits. So, you need to bring somebody who is going to test your head of marketing. It's your investment, it's your organization, nothing sensitive there. You just want to get the right people in. Second, if you are head of marketing, and you want to bring in an agency to work with you, a design agency, because your average understanding of brand is just a little booklet that tells you where to put your logos, then you bring somebody also, and you test that agency. You get an expert on brand to test this agency, to understand their capabilities. So when they deliver it to you, they deliver something that is eventually tangible and impacts your bottom line, long, short term and long term. 
Ladies and gentlemen, knowledge is key. And this is the problem we're facing. Unfortunately, in the Mao region, we don't read prescription properly. We don't read instructions properly. We buy anything, get it out of the box and try to assemble it automatically without reading. So reading, the prescription requires knowledge. The instructions requires you to be aware of what is it that you're going to do. What makes that different than business, your everyday business? How can you practice brand without knowledge? Even if you worked with an agency for five years or you worked with a, a multinational for five years. You have not developed yourself. Thank you very much.